It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, paratruthers. This week's episode is brought to you by our patrons over on patreon.com forward slash paratruth. With their help, we are continuing to bring amazing new content to our listeners every week. So if you feel the urge to donate, head on over to patreon.com forward slash paratruth, where you can just donate only a dollar and get some amazing rewards for your donation. Go check it out. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new season and a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we're kicking off season seven. It's kind of interesting because we went from yearly seasons to quarterly, sort of, or whatever you'd call it. But uh, seven seasons going on year five. Of Paratruth Radio. That's, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy when you say it like that. Year five. <laughs> Dang. It seems like yesterday that we just kind of started it all, you know, again. Started it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was just actually thinking about that today because uh, as I posted on Facebook, you guys probably saw that we're going to like a plus club type deal where we're going to be eliminating a lot of the archived episodes from. Uh, Spreaker, which seminates to all the other areas that we go um, and making it more of a Patreon-based plus club. So if you donate $5 on Patreon, you'll be getting all of the past archives. Um, Part of that is due to monetary restraints. I'm going down to the smallest account that I can go on Spreaker, so we are only allowed 100 episodes on there, so it's... But as I'm uploading stuff on Patreon, and going back in time to all these different episodes we did, it's like, holy crap, we're on season 7 and 5 years of Paratruth Radio, and so much has gone on over the past 5 years. We've gone through 3 different logos, uh, 2 different intros, uh, we've tried doing a couple of sister shows. Uh, we've got the Crime Crack, which is on Patreon, which we really do need to get back into doing. And it's so interesting to see the different stuff that we did at the beginning and where we've 
come to now. And uh, we were, uh, I was talking to Cat Ward from Paranormal Heart today, and she's like, "Where did this Friday the Thirteenth episode come King come from?" And I'm like, "Well, you're not much of a very much diehard fan of Paranormal." <laughs> <laughs> never heard our first episode. <laughs> I'm like, when you go on our episode. page, you got to scroll way down well, to the bottom. That is and when you get there, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> just scrolling down to try and make sure I had it all in the right order. It was like, yeah. gosh, there's so much. Um, but she was talking about, um, she's like, so what's this song I'm hearing on there? We were talking about the song for Night Stalkers. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not sure if I still have it, but I'll look. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to see all the different stuff we've covered over the years. And even just the past couple seasons that we've done stuff. Um, we've done, just in the past year, in, in three seasons, uh, You know, we've done ghost hunting, we've done world's most haunted we've done the holiday series and coming up on season seven i've wanted to change it up a little bit so we've decided to start incorporating cryptids into this season and um one thing that eric had brought up that we not really touched base on and i haven't really did a whole lot of research on and we'll do it next episode. But I, Eric, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the spiritual werewolf because you had brought it up. And now that I've done research on it, it's actually really interesting. But where did you first come up on that? Um, I, well, it, it, it came up kind of like during one of our older cryptid episodes when we were talking about Bigfoot and how Bigfoot could be a spiritual creature uh, as opposed to your typical cryptid, you know, physical being. Um, which again, of course, not just spiritual, but some align as like an alien of some sort, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so I started researching spiritual Bigfoot and spiritual cryptids and kind of came across the idea of the spiritual werewolf, uh, which is more or less what you would think it is. You know, and there's there's actually two two ways to look at it. Actually, one is that the werewolf in in, in and of itself is a spiritual being, either demonic or some type of entity uh, of another dimension, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that appears uh, at random times or in specific times. There's this one story that I think I told a long time ago, uh, in which a, a a family, I think it was a young family, was living at a cabin, and the one man had looked out his window one night and saw a werewolf. Uh, kind of a black mass looking mm, werewolf right, right. out in the woods. It appeared and then vanished before his eye, before his eyes. Um, it, it, in his understanding, it looked like a ghost, but it was a werewolf. And so you kind of get the spiritual werewolf aspect. Uh, the other side of it is people who summon the werewolf. Uh, and we're t- look, talking about like uh, ancient Indian rituals, uh, Native American rituals uh, in which the wolf is a spirit animal animal. Uh, and a lot of us, you know, see spirit animals nowadays, uh, not in a literal sense, but in a mental uh, type of capacity that a spiritual animal is your spirit guide. It's like this creature that isn't necessarily real per se, but if you were to bond with some type of creature like this, then 
you would learn certain strengths or you know things like that you know you and i laugh about it all the time because my spiritual animal seems to be a wolf and every <laughs> test yeah. every single test i've taken it's always a wolf and you're like that must be your spirit spirit animal <laughs> um but when it comes to native american lore the spirit animal is so much more than just this regular mental idea it's an actual in a sense, physical creature uh, that can be summoned to help somebody um, with whatever it is they're looking for help with. Uh, it could be guidance. It could be for food. It could be a strength. You name it. Uh, Native Americans used to wear wolf skin before going into battle because right. they believe they summon the strength of the wolf. Uh, and that is a spirit creature. That, that's a spiritual belief. Um not just a mental one. You know, it goes beyond that. So those are just some of the like small examples of what I found when looking up spiritual creatures or cryptids, uh, but the spiritual werewolf, I mean, beyond all of that regular wolf and stuff, it's, is a creature completely different and much more, uh, I guess, malevolent than you would normally think of a spiritual or spirit animal. Well, I was looking up some of the stuff today. It's actually a really interesting topic, and I think it's going to be a maybe an hour plus episode we'll see how far we can get into it but um some of the i'd actually come across a couple of the cryptids that are not necessarily known but they're more of the terrestrial uh aquatic i came across a couple winged creatures which we've actually already done episodes on um but I was trying to find other spiritual ones, and I, the only thing I could come across was the werewolf. I tried looking up spiritual cryptids, and I, I couldn't come across anything. Was there anything mm -hmm. else that you came across as far as name-wise? For the, for the for like in general? Spirit, like a spiritual cryptid? Cryptidism, sir? No, you know, so there's only a few cryptids that have been considered possible spiritual creatures. Uh, one being the werewolf that we just talked about, another being the Bigfoot, um, and then a, another being the Wendigo. So there's three cryptids right there okay, that have been considered where uh, have been considered spirits. Um, but those are the ones that are ideally most considered spirits. That's not to say there aren't other ones or that any of them couldn't be spirits or spiritual in some manner. Um, but I think the reason that a lot of these like creatures such as the Bigfoot uh, is considered spiritual by some people is because it's so hard to find them. You know, they are there one moment and gone the next. You seem to hear noises and then the noise is gone and the creature's gone. And it's, they're so like for the amount of sightings that there's there, there supposedly are, it's just odd that we don't see more of them. You know, it's, it's like, why is the Bigfoot such a popular topic these days when no one's truly seeing it? Um, the majority of the TV shows that you watch out there, I'm sorry to tell you guys, but it's fake. You know, the, the people who are going out there finding these these Bigfoots, they're not really finding Bigfoot. It's, it's all fake. It's all planted. It's all for show. It's all for entertainment. Um, but the few cases that there are, and mind you, there are very few, they're questionable cases. Uh, and you have to wonder why, why, like why, why is this creature not been caught? And so the spirit aspect is a good explanation to it. Uh, and I think that's something that you and I will dive into much more in the following weeks or the coming weeks. Right. Um, yeah. and I think there's some explanation as to why, you know, it's, it's nearly impossible to find these creatures and it's not just because they don't exist. 
there's a number of reasons. Right. Well, and, you know, even if the shows weren't faking it, there's, like, there's no evidence in the fact that they catch a picture, catch something. It's always noises, blurry photos, and um, very very few often they find hair or scat or something physical, but not the physical creature itself. So, right. Yeah. And you have to wonder why, again, why is that just why? And, and you know, when you, when you think of, um, like the werewolf one, actually, if I'm not mistaken, there was a, a picture you had sent me. Ooh, I don't know if it was last year, probably like two years ago of a werewolf walking down some street. Mm-hmm. in some yeah. town. Do you recall that? Yeah. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, what's interesting even about that picture is, is again, it, it comes from a traffic cam. So it's fuzzy to begin with. It's kind of blurry. But when you look at certain areas of its body, its hands, its feet, uh, there's little spots where it almost looks see-through. And again, you have to wonder, like, what is that? There's another picture even that's even better. Uh, you sent me a picture of a, what people believe was a gnome running through the front yard of some couple. Now that gnome is very see-through and I've still got multiple copies of that photo up uh, on my computer right now. Uh, Cause you and I, you know, one of the things we do folks is we like to send each other pictures and break them down. Uh, and Justin has sent me quite a few pictures and videos that we've gotten from listeners uh, from around the world. And then just things that he's found online. And I take them into my, my uh, Photoshop and I, basically cut them down. I start changing the colors on them, doing different um, saturations to try to bring out the image and find out what it really is. And that picture in particular about the gnome is that it's, it's, it's see-through it's a hundred percent see-through. And that's, that's weird because whoever saw it, uh, I think they just, I don't know if they actually saw it in person, but they caught it in the, in the image. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think they had actually seen it. They were just taking pictures. Um, yeah, because there was not necessarily seeing anything, but there was like weird things happening or hearing things. So they were just taking pictures, and it was just on a. It, I think it was like a backyard, and then there was like a street off to the one side, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's a light over the the hedges, right? Uh, and the tree, yeah. Um, and if that's the case, if they didn't see it physically, but they caught it on camera that strengthens the concept that some of these cryptid creatures or whatever they are could be spiritual. Right. Well, you know, doing the little bit of research that I did today, I was looking through a list of different cryptids. Some of them we've talked about in research, some of them we haven't. And it's interesting to see that there's quite a few lake monsters not just here in the U.S., but also around the world that I've actually never heard of before. Like there's uh, Altama Aha, which is actually in Georgia, your neck of the woods okay. where you stay in Atlanta. Uh, it's all, also called Alti, um, which they say is a sturgeon or pleosaur-like river animal. Uh, there's the... Goodness gracious. Aya Napa sea monster, which is in Cyprus, which I believe is in Africa. Uh, the Bear Lake monster, which is Idaho, Utah. Bessie, which is Lake Erie, which we've heard about. 
Brosno uh, mm-hmm. Dragon, which is in Lake Brosno, Russia. Um, I don't know. Have we ever talked about the Bunyup? The Bunyup? No. It's Not in Australia. Um, it kind of looks like a panther or something like that, but it's in the water. Almost hippo-like in nature, sort of. Okay. Um, Burucadborosaurus. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing these. I'll have to actually look up the pronunciation. But um, Canvey Island Monster. This one is actually a uh, described as a bipedal fish in England. Um, Champ, which is like Champlain. We've heard of that one. Chessie, which is the Atlantic coast, Chesapeake Bay area. Uh, gosh, there's so many lake ones. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you guys have heard the episode we did on the Kraken. That's on this list. Uh, Ogopogo, which is Canada. We've kind of discussed that one. Um, one that, in my opinion, I'm not so sure is a cryptid per se. Maybe it is um, the giant anaconda and also the giant salamander, Trinity Alps giant salamander. Have you ever heard of those in regular zoology? Uh, no, I mean, nothing that I particularly like came across or looked up. Okay. Because, well, I mean, anacondas can get large in the, of the right. themselves, but the mm-hmm. giant anaconda, like... There have been movies like uh, The Blood Diamond, I think it's called, or something, Blood Diamond. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the movie Anaconda itself that talks about the giant anaconda. Um, We've never really covered it. And I don't know if it's just because it's kind of one of those ones that's like, it's already a regular creature. So in a sense, you would think some of them can get pretty massive. (laughs) Right. But... um, yeah, so there's actually really interesting sea creatures that I've never heard of. There's quite a few terrestrial, uh, like Almas, which is a non-human ape or hominid kind of. I'm assuming kind of like the Bigfoot, um, Batutu, Barmanu, uh, the beast of Bodmin, which is uh, a big cat in England. We might have talked about it, but it's not the same name. The Beast of Exmoor, again, big cat in England. Um, <laughs> apparently, big cats in England is a big thing for the cryptid community. And I'm not sure that we've ever really covered the big cat, quote unquote, for a cryptid, right? Um, I don't. No, I guess not. I mean, the, the I guess the closest we would get would be from the legends of, you know, our Christmas legends of the Wishmacott cat at large. Oh, the the Christmas. That's cat. probably yeah. the yeah. That's that's probably the closest that we get to that. Um. Now, the funny thing is, a lot of them are a hominid or primate type creature uh, mm-hmm. that they list. Some of them that are not are a the Elwatrish, which is from Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. the Minho cow, which is also known as the big earthworm from South America. Um, the Mingua, 
which all it says is carnivorous mammal. That's Tanzania. The Mongolian monster bipedal primate, again. Uh, the Mongolian death worm, which we've covered, which mm-hmm. I still love that intro to this very day. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of them, oddly enough, are bipedal primate creatures. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's so many more out there. I mean, these are all ones that we're definitely going to be covering uh, more or less during this season. Um, but some other ones we haven't covered yet. Uh, the Ahul is one of them, a giant bat-like uh, creature with very feminine features. Some uh, consider it kind of a siren, uh, per se. Okay. Uh, and it's... I think it was worshipped by the Mayan cult. Um, actually, I, I looked into the Mayan uh, cryptid, cryptid zoology, and it's really interesting because they have quite a few that are interesting as well. Uh, the Ahul being one of them. Another one is the Vision Serpent, uh, which is basically a half-man, half-serpent type creature. Uh, and uh, a Hue Chivo, I think I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, Hue Chivo. Uh, it, it's basically like the North American goat man. Okay. Uh, it has some interesting features, but aside from that, it's pretty much the same. There, there's obviously a, a different type of, of uh, belief system behind it, such as there being an evil sorcerer that was capable of transforming itself uh, to do mischief and harm livestock. Uh, and another one is the Alux or the Alux, which I actually I came across by accident while playing a video game. <laughs> I know, I know. It's always the video games. Well, but it's, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that I get interested in comes from computer video games, and then you do the research, and it's like, holy crap, it's a real thing. Yeah. So the Alux is a Mayan gnome or goblin, uh, which was basically kind of hired by a farmer. Uh, and this Alux would come onto their land, spend seven years with them, whistling to keep rodents out and keep bad guys away so that no one would come and vandalize the crops. Then after those seven years, they'd be paid and released. And if they weren't, they'd start creating mayhem, uh, much like our normal goblins would. So interesting stuff. And there's, there's again, there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about this season uh, with cryptids. And cryptids are probably one of our favorite things to talk about. Uh, it's probably one of the most fun for me, at least. Well, for uh, both of us, I think, and we've kind of gotten away from it a little bit. We have. We 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 kind of got stuck on the spiritual train, the spirit train, uh, which is totally fine. Well, you know, right, yeah. that's always fun stuff too with ghosts. But um, we're gonna change things up this this season. And of course, if anybody has any thoughts, any ideas for uh, topics you want us to cover regarding cryptids uh, or anything related to cryptids feel free to reach out to us and let us know. We'll, we'll look into it and definitely do a show. Um, and I guess uh, if you guys also have any thoughts or opinions on any of the things we've already discussed, you know, right. Well, this season or previous, it's one of those things um, that I would love to hear other people bring stuff to us because even though we look up different cryptids, I mean, there are so many different legends that, there's a lot of stuff that's probably not even put on the internet that we can't even find. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I can only imagine how many spirits and creatures are out there that have yet to be documented and they're just simply by word of mouth. They're not even, you know, in books yet. Right. Right. All right, folks, I think we're going to take a quick break 
uh, we will be right back with Paratruth Radio right after this. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy. Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart, your monthly paranormal podcast. Join me the last Sunday of every month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, and Paranormal Radio. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And this is our intro episode to Season 7. Not just Season 7, but the first season of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never thought 2019 would actually get here, but it's here. Right. <laughs> um, so we've we've really just been talking about what's coming up in the, in, in the coming, uh, series, uh, for the season. And we're going to be primarily focused on cryptids. Now we're going to be branching off a little bit with some type of spiritual stuff. And that's more so when we're talking about spiritual cryptids. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to be getting into some other way off topic conversations throughout the, 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 the season. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we have quite a few things that we've already discussed and, you know, I mean, I, th- I think I'm looking forward to it. I think we're all looking forward to it, to a new season, a, a, a new branch to uh, to Paratruth Radio and really just seeing what we can do. Well, and I'm sure, you know, somewhere down the line in this season, we'll 
kind of discuss some of the stuff we've already talked about, like Chupacabra, you know, retouch on stuff because like we've said in previous episodes and um, previous series, there's always new information coming out or stuff that people have either theorized or have found some type of evidence on the different cryptids we've already talked about throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So I think that it'll be pretty interesting, especially touching base on the, the new cryptids as well as spiritual cryptids. Like we've kind of talked touched base, like you said, with Bigfoot being extra dimensional, spiritual, something of that nature. Um, Same thing with the Wendigo. Um, But We've never really touched base on the werewolf being a spiritual type creature. Even in the episodes that we've actually done, I think we've concentrated on the physical side of it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting to see what we come across. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if we find people that come to us with different information, um, I think it'll be really interesting to see what we can come across with it. Which kind of leads me to something that actually we got a uh, message on paratruthradio.com. Um, and it, do you remember what we had talked about on the live show with the women marrying spirits? Yes. Um, this person, they didn't leave their name or leave an email or anything where I could actually get back in contact with them. So if you are this person, please get back in contact with us uh, to share more with it. But uh, it said, I don't have any questions, but maybe an answer to a broadcast done a month back. An answer or clue to the spiritual spouse is shamanism. This stuff is widespread on, on and older, way older. So on the round table, which I didn't get to have you on, um, mm-hmm. I kind of brought that up and um, Jim Mallard, or I'm sorry, John Mallard um, had said that actually part of it goes back to Japan where they have arranged marriages still, but apparently there's this tradition where if you're not, if you don't get the arranged marriage or you don't have the arranged marriage for whatever reason, you're also arranged to this spirit or ancestor or whatever to be married to that instead. Okay. And I think this person, whoever they were, again, if this was you, please get in contact with us. Um, I would love to hear more what you guys have to say about this. Had is kind of hinting at that sort of because it, they said it's, it has to do with shamanism uh, with a spiritual spouse and it's widespread. So that kind of makes sense in the sense that uh, John said Japan, but I I'm sure it goes well beyond Japan. So, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean that's interesting. Um, Sounds sounds like it could be an answer. Could be an answer. I don't know much about shamanism myself, so I can't, you know, obviously right. I can't be like, oh, she's right. I'd have to do some research to get back to you next week. But, um, I mean, it, it's definitely something I'm willing to look into, check it out, see if that, that goes along the same boat, um, what she's saying. But, um, I don't see why, or 
I'm assuming it was a she. Could be a he. Whoever it was. <laughs> was it a she? Did you? It didn't mention says, right. It just says visitor number two zero two eight. Visitor number two. So <laughs> apologies. He, she, whoever <laughs> responded. Um, the, that person could be right. You know, uh, I don't see why they would lie. So I mean, if it's something they know better than I do. Right. And yeah, that's the yeah. possible answer for sure. Well, and I mean, there's shamanism throughout several cultures, but you know, Native Americans still cling to the shamanism uh, beliefs and everything. So I would love to get in contact with Native American shaman and be like, you know, I've heard about this. What's this about? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. get, get somebody who has actually uh, been in the practice just to see what they have to say about it. Right. But um, yeah, that's, I, I think it's going to be a really good season because a lot of the stuff we'll touch base on will be relatively new. Like I said, some of the stuff will be a little bit older um, if we touch base on cryptids we've already talked about, but we'll try and bring new information to the, the topic if we can. So um, one thing that like I said at the very beginning, and I'll re enunciate it now is that we are dropping a lot of our archives and going to a plus club type system on patreon if you donate five dollars or more you'll get access to all of our archives from season one to season five i will keep season six up on the free part of it for now because we are allowed a hundred episodes and um looking back i i can't believe we're into like the 200s episodes on top of you know five years season seven mm-hmm. just going through stuff and i'm like gosh 200 plus episodes that's just crazy not, not um, counting all of the sister shows that we tried to do. right <laughs> <laughs> um it, just to clarify that five dollars or more is a one-time fee of five dollars or more correct well, or is it a yearly thing it, it's How's going that work? to be five dollars a month, but you can do the $5 and then cancel it later. If you download all the episodes, you just want to do the $5, you can do that. If you wanted to do just a one-time thing without having to worry about the hassle of canceling, you can click, go to paratruthradio.com, click on the one-time donation button, click on the, uh, it'll bring you to a Patreon, or uh, I'm sorry, a PayPal thing. And put in the $5 or whatever you want to donate above $5. And I will make sure that you get access to all the archived episodes. For Patreon, it's usually a monthly thing unless you cancel. Okay, cool. uh, Was there anything that you had to announce coming up for yourself or for uh, all the hats or anything? Uh. No, nothing in particular this week, I don't think. Uh, All the Hats is currently on hiatus for the beginning of the year. Uh, So we're out until, I think, mid-February, I think, are the new episodes that will start coming around. So once you get back down to Atlanta. Yeah, so, but until then, if you haven't checked out All the Hats, check it out. You can Google All the Hats um, or go to allthehats.com. I lied, that's not up yet. (laughs) There is no website for it yet, but... There should be soon. Um, but you can Facebook us at facebook.com forward slash all the hats. And um, just because Eric is my family and co-host, I'm not saying this just because of that. It's actually a very well put together show. 
Um, you know, the one thing that I have found fascinating ever since Eric had decided not just to do all the hats, but go into cinematography in general. Um, the information that I talked to him about and then to even hear it expanded on even more in a, a episodic show, it's really awesome because for somebody like me who's never done cinematography um, or anybody in general who wants to get into the industry and just doesn't know the in and outs of just independent cinematography, which is what Eric does a lot of. Um, I, I think it's a really good put together show to just get a lot of information. So I want to give kudos to you because you have done, you and James both have done a great, uh, great job doing this episodic show. And you guys were, um, my podcasters of the month on beyond reason. And there's good reason for that because you guys do such a great show. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> so I want you guys to check that out. I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys. Um, so definitely check out all the hats. Check out Beyond Reason. That is the show I do just from my perspective on the side of Paranormal. Um, and make sure you're staying tuned to all of Paratruth Radio because there's a lot coming, guys. If you go to paratruthradio.com, you can see the different videos that we've done. I believe I only have the paramyxology videos up there because we were on a uh, network for YouTube, which has now become defunct. So I will start getting YouTube uh, videos back up, even though it's just the audio. But um, And you can check out all the different things that we have on there. We have the where you can find different parts of ourselves, not just the show. You can do the patreon you can do the single donation all of great stuff is up there so make sure you're checking it out and that's all we got for you guys this week so until next week where you'll find us same time same channel my name is justin and i'm eric peace say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. 
It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.